When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? Good to see you. Things are good. Good to see you. It is, I mean, to to not bury the lead today is... The a very special day. Yes. It is the worst day of the year. The worst day of the year, February 21st. We have it every year, also known as my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank I mean, you. T- today, we were recording on Valentine's Day, so it is not. Also, your, happy Valentine's uh, happy, Day. Happy, happy yes. Valentine's Day. To, <laughs> it's very hard. It's very weird when we record these because we have to, you have to acknowledge the day you're recording, but then also right. the day it airs. So two big days. It's Valentine's Day, but it's also... It, it's also your birthday when this airs. It's truly my birthday. I yes. mean, for the people at home. we I guess we have to live with them in the future. Yes. And, um, happy, for, I'm sure you're going to get you. a ton of DMs. Happy birthday. The worst day of the year. If you ha- if you don't know this story, if, you have, if you're a new listener here, uh, Jordana famously, we came on Zoom and the minute we opened, I was like, how are you, Jordana? The way we do every opening of every show. This is 2020, I think. 2021, 2021 maybe. maybe 2021, yeah, 2021. Yeah. And, and I was in Boca. You're in um, New York. And um, you're like, literally like, I go, how are you, Jordana? And you just go into this like rant. soliloquy rant on how, ah, it's February 21st. It's the worst day. You're not in summer. You're not right. in spring. It's cold. There's nothing to look forward to. And I let you go. On and on and about on. how yes. horrible. You were, you were like, feeding, you were like, tell me more. Like, yes. like what else is, <laughs> is horrible? And finally, I revealed it was actually my birthday. So now, a long running joke that I really do love. Like, I yes. love when people are like, the worst day of the year. Well, that's what I love about you is that you can make fun of yourself. You can own it. You're not right. trying to defend the day. You're not no. trying to be like, actually, it's not that bad. Um, I get why it stinks. It it, great- I mean, today. Great it's day for your mom. Freezing. Good day for her, I guess. You got yeah. me out of you. I mean, for the first, yeah, she's been a. It's the anniversary of her becoming a mother. That's right. It's more her special day than mine. I, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, I, yeah. And if you came to the New York City shows, thank you. Want to thank you? This, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking you in the future. I'll be there. Jordana's gonna be yes. there. I mean, I was there. We, be- <laughs> she was there. Is there? I'm so confused. Two sold out shows at right now. We're heading towards a second show sellout. Like Amazing. it's it, we're we're hovering. And that's I'm a calling big it a sellout. Venue. Big venue. That's a big venue. I'm. I mean, well, incredible. I, I can't. I'm humbled. I hate when people say. I that. mean, you sold thousands. You sold thousands of tickets. 
It's it's fourteen hundred seats each show, so that's a lot of seats. That's yeah, like twenty eight hundred people. That's a shit ton of seats. That's yeah. amazing. And I'm sure it went well because I'm fully prepared. I mean, for I mean, those of you, here's the thing: I've seen this show already. Yeah. And Mike's seen this show already. And a week ago, he was like, "Are we going to Jared's show?" I'm like, "That's cool." Do you want? And we don't live out, and we live like an hour outside the city. You guys. And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I really want to go again." That's so like awesome. that's a testament to, and we're not like even enthusiastic people. We don't even like shit that much, as you know. I'm a hater. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, you and we were like betches. We're going into the city to mm. see the show again because it's a really, really funny show. It's Thank very, you. very funny. I'm hoping show. it improved. I, I, it should have improved since when you saw. It. I, I'm excited for you to see the new parts of it. Yeah, the it's new like six months later. Angles, yeah. To see, um, the, as it's come along, tinkering with it in the shop. Um, yeah, it's exciting because, you know, the Netflix special was a huge, amazing thing. But, you know, a life lesson that I kind of took away from it is like you have to move on from things to grow. I mean, like that's it seems so not that's so stupid. I'm not saying new information. No, I mean, but we yeah, talk about that with relationships all the time. If you're not if you, relationships, you've said it. For, I think you're the first person that said it to me that relationships are like sharks. Well, that's a Woody Allen. Right. I heard the quote yeah, yeah, from move, you. Keep moving or they die. Yeah. And that is the thing. Like this show that I'm doing now, like I never could have told these jokes if I didn't get those other ones out of my system. So yeah. it, it, it does feel like a growth my sta- for my stand-up. So, and again, I'll just, let me pimp my dates before we get into this episode real early. Plug City. Boston's already sold out. I'm in Toronto. There's a second show. Chicago. I think that's almost gone. Charleston, Minneapolis, Royal Oak, Michigan, Boise, Olympia, Washington, Vancouver, Denver, San Francisco, McKee Rock, Pennsylvania. That's Pittsburgh. Added to the calendar. Columbus, Los Angeles, New Orleans, Dallas, Nashville. Love it. Uh, Jaredfree.com for tickets. Um, yeah, so. I mean, Let's get let's let's circle back to your birthday. Yes. And I know it's not technically your birthday yet as of the recording, but, but it's the birthday when it airs. So I want to I want to ask you how you're how it, you anticipate you're going to be doing on your birthday. I'm not a big birthday guy. I get very reflective. I'm not looking. I'm not a big gifts guy receiving or mm-hmm. giving. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think gifts are it's just funny. I, I mean, I, for some reason I had like in my head I'm like imagine if you replace that with like oral sex <laughs> I I will fuck but I will not give or receive oral yes um, I will insert the penis and that is all <laughs> would you say then that you wouldn't be a match for someone who was like a huge birthday person do you think I need people to have awareness like I don't know I understand the reflective nature of a birthday I do it How, where have I been where am I going it makes me a little sad okay um, I think th- I feel that way too yeah I think that's I think it's normal I don't think it's crazy to, th- to take your birthday i don't get sad about like oh i'm 39 oh i'm dying you know it's well, not how like do you that. feel about 39 um 39 feels too old to be single um for me right um i feel like i i kind of wonder where it all went for a moment you okay. go and then you you know i'm like did i was i just drunk like the whole time like i don't know like there's but I, I mean, I've done it the way I've done it. I'm happy yeah. where, you know, I I definitely feel like I have a life that if I looked at it, I'd be like, wow, that's pretty cool. Amazing. You know, that's yeah. No, that's, I, I mean, I think nice. anyone, I think objectively people would probably look at that and say that's pretty cool. Is there anything now that you're you're 39? Yeah. Um, 
Do you feel like there's anything you want to manifest before 40 that you want to get done before 40? Well, I guess, you you know, I've been thinking about like where, you know, where my living situation a lot. Okay. And I'm coming up on at the end of May, I'm going to have to move out. I'm, I have to. I'm like I'm looking to move out of my apartment in the West Village and end of May. Okay. I also have an apartment in Harlem that I'd like to sell before then. So these are a lot of moving parts. If anyone is interested. If anyone, yeah, if anyone wants a <laughs> you probably one could bedroom. Sell it. <laughs> I, if you're out there, one bedroom, huge deck. Uh so but I also have, you know, so those feel like they're hovering over me, those like tasks. But then my, you know, my dad, we, I was in Boca with my dad for his birthday and the Super Bowl. And he's like, you should just move down here. What are you doing? And I never really thought of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I guess I could do that. You know, it's it feels very millennial. Like I could live here, I could live there, but I never go anywhere. Would you live in the community with them? No, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with them? I'd okay. sleep in their bed. We'd be like the Willy Wonka grandparents. Um, no, I, I would get, you know, a place. Yeah. I'd probably do Del Rey. Like I would probably like. What about the show? I well, the, No, that's the thing. You know, you have these things. Like, would I fly up to New York once right. a week? Would I? People do yeah, these I mean, things you now. Fly, you do fly Enough. Anyway, yeah. I, or we could do a week of recording. Right. We, we, we get ahead right now. Yeah. You know, you figure it out. You know, uh, not that this, you know, the show would stay on. You know, you got, but then I'm like, do I want to do that? I like living in New York City. Mm-hmm. I like the weird lifestyle. You know, New York right. City, the longer you live here, the weirder you are. You're a weirdo. Yeah. This is not a way to live. Like what you're doing in the suburbs, like that's to me like a normal, that is like comfy cozy. That is like a livable lifestyle that like the the hours are right. Mm-hmm. New York, you're like, I'm walking places. I sleep in clothes that I wore on a subway. You know, like I. You're living. You're I'm like, living. You're living. Not that's to say I'm thing. not living. That's. Uh, I think you are. There is a sense when you move to the suburbs of like. And I know people don't really care about the suburbs talk, but like, (laughs) I do think when you're in, when I'm in the city, I'm like, I'm fucking doing shit. Like I am like, no, there's an energy. I mean, that's the, that's the douchey thing. There's an energy here. I mean, it's it's true. true. It is true. You got a little pep in your step when you're, you know, when I'm in Florida, I'm like, I guess I could just right. It feels like anytime you leave the city, it feels like retirement. I think in some, a little bit, but you know, there's a piece of me at 39, you go, do I want life to move on or do I want to live in this stasis forever? And New York, you can be Peter Pan. You can, yeah. it is easy to just, you know, be, you know, again, the energy kind of, there's a youthful vibe to like, or you become those like New Yorkers that look like they grew from the ground. They're just like... <laughs> You yeah, just I mean, like tote bags all over you and, you know, that was weird me. That coats. was me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to drag all my shit into the city. Yeah, yeah you got like a gravelly voice. <laughs> yeah, I've been living in the Lower East Side for 30 years. You know, like I feel like people kind of turn into that. Subway creature. Subway, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that could be me. I don't know. There's a lot of indecision. You can probably hear it in me. Like I'm like, but 39 to me kind of feels like a... Like, I never felt at 27, what am I going to do? You know, like, I never felt at 30, oh, my God, 30, what am I going to do? What I got to make sure the next phase of life. I, and then I see my friends in the next phase of life. I'm happy for them. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. But I don't think you look at that and you're like, I'm not envy- I wish I had that. No, I'm more like, oh, it would take a long time to get to that. Like, 
they're all starting to be like very far away. It feels very far away. Right. Like yeah, they like they've sprinted around on the track of life and they've caught up to me. Yeah, but I don't but feel that's behind. Why, that's, that's what I envy thing. about men is that. And again, not not all women feel like this, but I feel like there is a sense you would only. I think you would feel that way if you were doing open mic nights. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, you feel is, like, oh my I've god, I've wasted my I'm, life. Right? Yeah. Which is sort of again, I don't think it's better or worse than the pressures you get as a woman. As a woman, but like, I think that to, I think that's sometimes how you feel as you get to be later in your thirties as a woman. If you're single, that's the pressure you feel like as if you mm-hmm. were doing open mic nights at thirty nine. Right. What am I doing here? I've done this already, and for me, yeah, right. I, I, like going on a first date, I do feel a little ridiculous at this age. Mm-hmm like combing my hair and getting ready, you know, for the big night. And what, cause I, I'm like, I've done this a million times. What, why would this be any different than the last ones? Um, but I also do have a little pep in my step about it. You know, I do go on the date and don't feel that ridiculous. I don't know. It's, um, I don't think you should feel ridiculous again. Like I think you'd feel more ridiculous if you were in the suburbs of Boca going on a date yeah, from a Boca date with some 80 year old woman. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'll be honest. Sometimes like even in the suburbs right now with no kids, I'm like, why am I here? Mm. <laughs> well, if it there makes are, you feel better, yeah. I have a, why am I here here? Okay. You know, I think it goes all ways. Right. I, I think everyone is Should sitting there. Themselves, why am I here? Why am I here? Why everyone is doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sitting, how did I get here? How did I get? Here? Why right. am I here? Yeah, why am I here? Is a great question that is unanswerable mm-hmm. that you have to kind of be okay with. Yeah, you know, I think everyone doesn't, especially on a birthday. You're like, what are you gonna do on your birthday? Um, probably sit alone and look at the moon. <laughs> well, you'll be in this. You'll be here recording. We'll be here recording. I have no plan. I, I honestly like. I haven't even thought of it. Actually, to tell you the truth, I, I, I'm really excited. You know, not to make it about work, but like the New York shows and the Boston, New York, Boston, mm-hmm. Toronto, mm-hmm. on the weeks that, you know, abut my birthday that like go on either side of it. It's like that's the birthday gift to me. Right. Like You're I'm staying in great hotels. I'm doing what I love. I have a show that I'm proud of. Um, I'm talking about something that I genuinely feel like sometimes you do jokes, sometimes that you're like, you know, I made a promise after the special. I was like, I'm only going to make fun of people I know. I have to care about what I make. <laughs> right. Like I want to, right. I don't, and I only want to tell stories that are true. Right. You know, there's some comedians out there that are just making up stories yeah. to tell you a story, to make you laugh, which is, that's the goal of comedian, of a comedian to make, here's the story to make you laugh. So it's if you got to make it up, it's true. I can't, but I have more fun doing it yeah. when it's true. I'm telling a, true stories about my family that I'm like, you know, I like that my parents are like, their friends came and like loved it. Like, I like that people our age go and love it. You know, like I, I'm kind of in that right. zone right now. So to, to be able to go do theaters, like what a fucking blessing. Do a theater in New York, then go to Boston after my birthday, which I'll still be celebrating. You get the week, you yeah. know. I, you get not the, the week. Right. You can get the whole month if you want. I won't tell anyone. Yeah, with that, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm staying in like awesome hotels in all three cities. Yeah, or, my room in New York, and then you know, you know other places. I think this is an amazing perspective too. I mean, I I think you objectively have a great life, but I also think that like life is really all about your perspective and what you're looking for. And you just described your life and described like all the positive things that you love about it. And it's very easy, no matter what your circumstances, great or shitty to look at, look at what you 
don't want or want want to be better or feel like is missing. You can zone in. Right. Yeah. But I feel like that's like the key to happiness. Like you, you seem very happy. And I think the key is like, here's all the things that I'm fucking killing it at. And everyone, you know, and I think especially as you approach a birthday or even a, mi- a milestone birth or any birthday, like that's a good thing. That's that's really like your reality is your perspective. Yeah. And, you know, I guess to jump off of that, you know, the dating you know, plot line that goes into it. It's like, that's kind of why dating gets harder. You know, like I, I saw, you know, you're like, I'm good. Like you want the person that's going to make it gooder. Right. You know, like I want to be able to have these things with someone else and be able to be as comfy, cozy as I am right now. No stress sitting in the seat. Have you thought it could make you comfy, cozier? I like to think it can, but, you know, the more I date, the more, you know, and I, I think for me, the problem has been, you know, I've dated some great people that I've kind of moved on from, for my own, not because they're not people that have made my life great. Right. You know, I, I, I hung out with those people for as long as I did because they made my life great. Mm-hmm. But then there was something inside of me that made me move on. And I don't know what that is. I wish I had an answer to that. And that's kind of the, that's the fun part. That's the scary part. That's the, you know, am I too comfy cozy in this life that I'm like. Only if you're unhappy. Right. Right. I, I, I've also been drinking less lately. So that my perspective, which is nice. Um, probably only like three times this month. Wow. And we're on February 14th. I mean, I feel like from when we had last spoken about drinking as you know the person who's enabled you um <laughs> in january like i feel like you were drinking every night i was so I, I, I was on a roll that's was, really yeah, that's it, a big three times a month it's very different listen to not are. drink once in buffalo i wouldn't wish that on anyone <laughs> in the entire world just you and the sticky tables fully lucid sticky tables <laughs> those people you have to like be sober around them <laughs> i hope you're not going back there for a while i'm digging in now <laughs> Now the show's over. I put a video up of me making fun of Buffalo. Like I, my, my making fun of Buffalo is thoughtful. (laughs) If I do say so myself, I put up the video on Facebook. If you want to see some real fun comments, the Facebook comments are they mad? So funny. They're just so mad. Uh, Oh, what does this guy know? Here's and the it's thing, like, I'm, you're not even listening. I'm I just scared. said Buffalo and I go, you guys are insecure. And I then get, they get insecure. I get so scared of the people who are mad on the internet because the people who are like, okay with being mad on the internet, there's nothing like they wouldn't say, mm. you know? Oh yeah, and you're no, always, listen, I, I, some, <laughs> some guy wrote, oh, I'm sure that guy found a good pizza place there. Like exactly, he made fun right, of, you know, exactly, how I looked. Exactly, like, yeah. like on the Pookie video, there was like something about like my nose. Um, really? Yeah, where I'm just like, I like the, the internet has absolutely no filter that I'm like always so kind of like, I'm always kind of wondering like if they're just going to say the thing that you secretly hate about yourself in the back of your head to like, to, like, <laughs> are they going to, are they going to pick up on that? That that's the thing that would actually hurt me. The, or, <laughs> that's the scary thing I, about it. It's so scary. But for what I, to make you feel better, yeah. those always make me laugh the most that they like Do literally they? like were like got the thing that they knew that like, this isn't this. Who was this guy? Like, that's an idiot. Right. Like I, that makes me more angry. Like, do I, who is this guy even anybody like, oh, because idiot and Buffalo doesn't know who I am. I'm a nobody. Like, right. You're an idiot. Like that makes me more angry that there's just so such stupidity out there. When someone nails it, 
I'm like, oh, good on you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you well, fucking, I got to relate right. You really? Well, then, We'd probably get along. It has to be clever <laughs> enough. Right. Well, yeah. that's the that's the joy of making a joke. It's got to be more funny it, it, than it, it is offensive. Absolutely. If yes. it's more funny than offensive, you win. Totally. Always. I mean, that's the thing with your birth. That's why I'm saying to circle it back to your birthday. Call it the worst day of the year. <laughs> like, not offensive. No, if I took offense to that, then. You wouldn't be a comedian, or you'd no. be a bad comedian. I'd be a bad person. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N, shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows okay welcome back to the you up podcast we're very excited to be joined by a very special guest but also a friend of the pod a fop so to speak as we call them Emma William, Emma Wilman, <laughs> as I forget. Who, who the fuck is this? Uh, Emma Wilman, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming back. We of had su- such a good time with you last time, and I'm excited to like get back into it. I mean, you host Ask Men Anything. Yes, which I do. Is a Betches production. Um, such a funny, such a great podcast. I know our listeners will. If they haven't, if they're not listening already, we'll definitely love it. Can you tell the audience a little bit about what you do there? I'll tell you what I do there. So I yeah. interview men and I talk to them about what it's like to be a man in today's day and age. And I get to all the questions that maybe someone else wouldn't want to ask by someone in my experience. It's been straight women that straight women wouldn't want to ask and be in the room 
to listen to, but this way they get to be like a fly on the wall in the conversation and the comfort of their own home. I said it when you came on, when the show was first coming out, that, uh, pun intended, um, <laughs> so no, when the first, when the first premiered, I was like, you're the perfect bridge for this conversation. It's a very, it's a friendly space. It's definitely yes. not right. like a gotcha moment yeah. at all. Right. And, and these guys, I've been on the show. It's fantastic. Had a blast. And, you know, we've had conversations off mic. Sure. You know, we're like, we're talking about, you know, women. You know, yes. we're talking about dating. <laughs> we're talking about, you know, fucking chicks. Well, you, know? <laughs> so, you know, well, Emma, can I ask you, um, as a lesbian, do you feel like you actually care what men think? I do very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I, it's do you give a fuck? I, I mean, I only care because I have to have sex with them. You like, I, to, I totally care. I mean, I'd say it's a very individual situation where it's like, maybe I care. I guess I care in the sense of like looking at it like I care sans maybe what they would be. I don't care so much what they would be attracted to. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Although I do care if a guy thinks something looks good, but I wouldn't care if it's like in a sexual way. Well, that I, I would have. I guess, is it no. more an anthropological type of thing that you care about? You're like, oh, this is how a human works. Yes, um, I'd right. be interested in like, I'll look at it more, this sounds so silly, but I'll look at it more as like the individual. Like I won't get like, I would say, cause I'm only attracted to, it has to be queer women, but they have to, they definitely have to be gay, queer, lesbian, bi, but have no hint of it in the stereotypical sense. Okay. So from that subset, I'll get more nervous. Straight but, passing. Yes. Okay. But I will, I care, of course, what like straight people and straight women and men think, but it's like, it's the different, I wouldn't get like the same type of, like, I wouldn't get like, I, there's no way I feel almost bad saying this. There's no way a guy would give me butterflies. I mean, maybe, like, maybe if Jared was like, "Oh, I brought you a giant cake," I would. I wouldn't get butterflies. No, but right. I, you know, I, feel I think it's I feel excited, but not right. Yeah, but, but not I, lust. I yeah, and that'd always, be for the cake. Probably. It's, <laughs> it's always interesting to me, though. Like, I, I think straight men like hearing from lesbian women because you go. Like you go, oh, I'm not crazy for feeling this way. Mm. You know, like where you're like kind of given like this isn't a guy being an asshole guy. This is someone in a relationship. You know, what's the it's like a thin line between like, are these relationship issues I'm having, especially right. in 2024? And I think that's what Emma's doing such a great yeah. job on, on her show is you go, is this a relationship uh, issue I'm having or am I am I wrong, mm. you know, in the societal way things should be going, you know, I think guys are having a harder time than I realized too. I didn't realize that one thing that's been like coming up from this is because it's a tricky balance too, where it's like, you know, it there's, I'm seeing now that guys are getting more affected in a negative way by the patriarchy than I would have as an individual, because it's like, you go out and they're, they're, you know, for all intents and purposes in power. And then when you go home, the one-on-one, -on -one, that's where you're getting the brunt of it. Because a lot of them are like, I don't feel a safe space to communicate. And it's like, or I don't know how I haven't been taught to do that. And then seeing, it's been like every single guest is like, that was one thing that only recently I felt even kind of a space to do. And, and on a macro, sorry to interrupt, but it, on a macro sense, it's like someone could go, a boo-hoo! Right. Well, oh, can you give me, you know, can you give me an example? 
like of yeah. what you mean by that? Like, so they'll be like, I don't feel like I can reach out to a friend if I'm having a problem. And I'm like, okay. damn, like right. the most basic human wow. interaction stuff. They're like, I feel like I'll be judged or I'll feel like I'll be seen as less than if I'm saying I'm scared or crying is a big one. Right. Or even like, what does it mean? What does masculinity even mean where you're doing it, but not being part of a problem? Yeah. And then just like mm. the the structure of even trying to communicate, I didn't realize was like such something that they had like a lot of like, they're up against a lot with that. Totally, because I don't think men are often like taught how to communicate right. in the way that's now really highly valued. I forget who I was talking to who was talking about how like we do prioritize like verbal communication, but not everyone communicates that way. Sure. Like that's not how everyone thrives in verbal communication, but that's sort of like seen as like the, the only way to communicate. But- plenty of people communicate differently and that's just not seen as valid. Right. And it's like, also imagine if you haven't been taught to communicate, then how do you like relay yourself back to yourself? Yeah. I hadn't thought about how like trapped much of a trap feeling that would be too. And I was surprised because a lot of guys are saying like, you know, also like I'll need, I'll hear a big emphasis on time. So they're like, when someone explains something then I need time. Right. And then you go on a macro level, you go, I could see how that'd be frustrating for someone here, because they go, time, like you're the one in power. And then I was supposed to also give you time. But then when you wiggle it down to the individual, this guy is just there being vulnerable. Like, I really wish I could just have more time to understand when my wife gave me some feedback. Right. You know, so then I, I'm, it's more, I, that was something I was not anticipating to see how the individual is having more of a hard time than I realized. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen, I, when I've said the name of the show a couple of times, I go, now your show's called Ask Men Anything. Now, why the hell would you want to do that? <laughs> so I'll have to explain, because they're like, they're getting asked everything all the time. And I'm like, well, this is more zeroed in on getting a perspective on the big, you know, bigger things. And then also like, little interactions too. I think it's incredible you're like solving the battle of the sexes because all these things are seen like you know like the way men do things are worse when really it could be just different right you know? I wonder right. how testosterone affects the brain too because I had someone that went through a transition it huge that <laughs> I got a big brain. Got a big brain. Solves all your brain. problems. Yeah. That's right. There is something about wanting size too that seems to come up with guys like wanting like be bigger, big, yeah. big. Got to be big. Yeah. Well, can I ask you a question? Because um, you interview gay men and you interview straight yes. men, do you feel like there's a fundamental difference in the way that those two types of men uh, think about things? I'll tell you this. This was one thing we noticed. So we have we do this segment still sometimes called Apology Surrogate, where it'll be like we can't get the guy who wronged you to apologize, but we can get a guy to apologize. Mm. <laughs> I love so, that. I like so then that. someone will write in with okay. the this happened, and then the idea of it is the guy then just jumps to apologizing. And I noticed, actually, Jared did an amazing apology. Oh, thank you. Jared and then all the different gay guys right away were like, I'll apologize. But I noticed <laughs> <laughs> the straight guys, we got spoiled with Jared because he was our first guest. So right. he did you the apology. You was like that. You well, took it. I, I've, I've, I, you know, I've, well, you've also I've, been apologizing on this podcast for, for years. years. Yeah. You got it down. <laughs> yeah. Because you were like, you read it. You go, okay, let me tell you, you know, this is where this was inappropriate. Apology. And... I, a lot of the times the straight guys would struggle with that. They would be like, oh, well, you know, we don't know why he did this and maybe she shouldn't. And I, it, right. that was interesting that they would have such a hard time. The gay, the gay, the gay guys right away. Also more interesting. I she guess. class. Apologizing is big. Yeah. Apology I mean, apologizing class. the correct way Ugh, is like huge. a fundamental life skill. Relationship saver. Yeah, I think if you understand how to apologize 
correctly. I know because I phone mine yeah. in a lot. I just I throw out I'm Same. sorry too quick. Mm. You do that? I do. I do that too. I think it's kind of like um, you're kind of just trying to like fix something like immediately, Keep it moving. but it's not. If it's right. not a genuine it's apology, not sincere. it doesn't really solve anything. And so right. I think that like t- it's really like taking ownership of something you messed up is very difficult for I think people of all genders. And saying how you're not going to repeat it. Yes, because I do a lot right. of careless stuff. So my, girl, how, my girlfriend be like, "How could you do this again? We've talked about it so much." And then right. I go, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, uh, I didn't right. listen." Uh, uh. Right. It's like, I'm, like but that. it's like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go away. Go right. away. <laughs> right. And I think men, when you confront them, especially about maybe dating stuff. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, just go, like, just right. get out of here. Right. And a lot of men are fixers. So, yeah. like, mm. a sorry is a fix. That's the right. key to get you to go well, away. Then, you know, like my classic is like, well, well, what are you sorry about? Oof. Why are you so? Why are you so? <laughs> why are you? Um, I'll be right back. I'll, I'll let you why know. Why are you sorry? What are you sorry about? Right. What is? What is uh, what, Good questions you know? for hate, people to oof. take home with them. That's yeah. a tough one. What are you sorry about? <laughs> yeah, living. <laughs> right, me. I'm sorry about myself. I screwed up. I say I didn't listen a lot. And they go, what? What didn't you listen to? And I'm like, oh, the thing that you said, I, I messed up. I screwed up. I mean, the secret sauce to a good apology mm. is, I think explaining why you fucked up why which is tough insight and then also action saying what you're gonna yes. do because mm. i've apologized with insight enough because now my relationship three years so for about a, two years that worked where i said you know i did that because when i was a kid uh i was alone a lot that would, i would go to that because okay. then she'd go oh i would love that yeah. not right. a lot of men are gonna go that I would way love that. to say i was yeah. alone a lot no the, the, the well was, yeah. it started in the womb that you know, helps. Like I, 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 it would help but That's i think a, good a lot one. of guys yeah. would go oh we would love i that. did that because they would go more earlier mm. I, don't, I don't know if they're gonna go therapy Oh, I'll go way back to kindergarten. I go, you know, when I went to this I, in oh, kindergarten. I was separated because oh I, I learned to read slowly. And it's like, get out of jail for like a month on that. <laughs> that is like actually the dream would be to have my husband like, like cite some sort of childhood thing. So I don't have to do it for him. <laughs> but then the issue is it's like, if you do that, are you, then you also have to change your behavior too. Right. Because my girlfriend be like, like, this is a big one with loading the dishwasher. So I, I do it wrong all the time. And then finally she was like, why do you do this wrong? Like, I'm going to try not to take this personally. And then I was like, I think she was like, did your parents never show you how to do this? And I was like, yes, my parents didn't show one. me. Yeah, and that, that was you know, And she was like, and you, did you not clean up after yourself? And I was like, I was a spoil, I'm spoiled. And then she's like, okay, <laughs> got it. And I'm spoiled, I'm an idiot. My parents didn't teach me anything. No, but like she, I don't know where basically, I am right the now. The best is that like she gave you the she narrative. Is, right. you know she what? gave you the narrative. That's true. You just had to like say, what do you, you do? To agree. What, do you do? what do you do with the dishwasher? I put is, the knives in the upside down apparently. You're supposed knives to, upside down. Yeah, they're supposed to be uh, sharp side up. I, I yeah, have to say, that seems counterintuitive to put them upside down. The dishwasher. Maybe if she's doing it wrong, I'll be elated. <laughs> I'd love to go back home with that. That's a big fight I have, too. I wonder why the dishwasher co- creates so much chaos. This what do you do? You put things. Well, you don't I, like no, the, I do. The, I do it perfectly. I like I don't like when <laughs> I don't do like when so Mike yourself. does it because he doesn't or he doesn't maximize the room. He'll like oh. he'll put something over like the whole thing and then you can't fit anything else in there. So then I have to take it out. Do rearrange. you wash things before you put it in the dishwasher? I do that, too. And I, he doesn't, Do he doesn't. Never in my life. Never but I had to life. start. I had what to start. You? I think I do wash things before the dishwasher. Does your dishwasher I, smell? I don't have a dishwasher okay, anymore. It's go. been a long time. Oh, you don't have so a dishwasher. That, no, no, no. I'm hand washing wow. stuff. That's right. How often do you I hand cook, wash? I clean. I babysit. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm do, I don't let it stack up as much, but it really depends on when you, you catch me. You don't eat at home much. Right? Mm. Oh, I've been cooking lately. Oh, That's maybe why. What is, we're going to have I've, to get into this I, I told you I haven't drank and I've been cooking. I've been grocery shopping. I think I've, yeah, I'm, I've been off the road. So like, That's huge. That, that, huge. Wow. So like if you're home, 
for more if I'm home for like more than seven days, like let's go to a grocery store. I told you. What do you I cook? I've been making these like stir fry things, just grilled chicken Love with stir vegetables yeah. and easy, easy. Yeah. Pour a little peanut sauce on there, and wow. then we're good to go. You a ever do of, inside the oven? I, ne- I that scares inside the inside the oven. Putting it in, baking it, never in my life. I've never heard of such a thing. It's it's you you. It's supposed to be easy, and it's supposed to make the house not smell like fish. But oh, I oh really? Yeah, because I always cook the fish on top. Of this stuff. like an air fryer. I'll use just I'll I always fry it. If everything has to be yeah. on top of the oven, boom. Yeah, yeah. The that's, stir fry. That's but me. In the oven, I am very hesitant to do that. I'm just worried about it not turning off forever. Oh you yeah. Know, I'm just like sitting there. I don't know what's going on. I there. think the oven's on, even though oh, I haven't yeah. turned it oh, on. Oh, I'm in now years. as we're having this conversation, I'm having anxiety that my oven is on. <laughs> um, well, how often do you guys have the dishwasher <laughs> conversation? <clears throat> I would say once a month at least. Yes, Same. once a month. Once a month, yes. Because it happens. I mean, I'm it's so like, happy to be single. It's reg. It's I am a regular so thing. Happy yes. right and then now. it's like, and then it becomes. It's not necessarily about the dishwasher. It becomes about listening. listening. Oh. Yes. So, but listen, I listen. I just forget. We. <laughs> but I did listen. I was listening. I need to Facetime you into my next. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot. Yeah. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I just forget. That's a good excuse. No. Um, I'm listening. I just forget. It, it, it's the first time. First yeah, time. you can Don't do forget it twice. Yeah, three. I I I can milk a forget up to like seven. Seven, oh, wow. I forget. Okay. If I you really, must have charm. you are in. I re- I try. I try. You know what? Here's another thing. I've noticed if you do other things to make someone feel like recognized, like I'm in really into do the rubbing, foot rubbing, back oh, rubbing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of men do that too. Well, Michael, if I just am getting irritated with him, I'll be like, do you want a hug? Um, <laughs> He's treating you like a horse. Right. Easy. <laughs> okay. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. 
That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Listen, let's get to the email. Let's we want to yes, introduce yeah. this email. Now, listen, what... Part of the reason we invited Emma on is, one, we want to showcase your fabulous podcast. Thank you, thank Go you. Go listen, ask men anything. Um, if you need me as your appetizer into the Emma Wilman world, Go listen to my episode. Then first episode. Bring, right? I'm the first, first episode. episode yeah, so that's right. So, but we have been getting emails. Well, here's our issue. Let's hear it. It's Jordana and I, two straight people talking about dating and relationships right. and the modern technology that gets involved. Sometimes, every now and again, we get emails from the LGBTQ plus community. You missed one. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I felt like I was doing a gymnastics you get, routine. Now you, now you yeah. get electric shock. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> he was, I don't know. Did if I you, miss one? I post these on YouTube. You got to watch because Jared was doing, starting to do what the conductors do. The LGBT, <laughs> LGBTQ plus community. Did I get it? I, I think it's now IA, but I'm. I, 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 wow. but I thought the plus is all encompassing. I think no? the plus is literally. Right? I think that's literally what the plus is. So right. yes, it's like okay. an etc. Right. Once you Please, add a plus, yes. the plus. Yeah, he's got to the LG plus. No, okay. <laughs> so, it was meant in spirit. I want to include as anyone who wants to be included. Totally. Okay. Now, <laughs> this is why we don't get these emails. Okay. This is exactly why. We just had a five minute discussion. Because of the poise and grace that we show. Here's yeah. the thing. We get a lot of feedback of like, why aren't you doing emails from our community? And it's mm. like, you know, when we do get them, I, I don't want to speak for Jordan. I'll speak for myself. It's not my experience. Who right. am I to say right. to speak from this? I'm speaking from I, you know, when we give advice, when we talk, I don't give advice. I give how I feel. Mm. And maybe it's around where the person who looks and has a background like me might feel as well. Right. So we wanted to answer these. So we get less of these questions for that because we don't answer very many. And that's it. It turns into this chicken or egg thing. If sure. we're getting less of the questions, we're talking about it less. We don't want to do that. This is a dating podcast. We want to include everybody. We want to answer questions. We might be able to answer it, but at the end of the day, someone might say, well, you don't understand, which right. I could never deny. So we wanted, Emma, Emma, we wanted to invite you on. And I'd we're love hoping, to do that. Okay, I would we, love to answer any. I'd love to be I'd a like queer correspondent of sorts. Take any, because it also, it makes so much sense too. It's like, it's your lived experience. So you're saying, I don't feel totally comfortable offering my lived experience for something I haven't lived. Right. right. You know, and it's also... Like someone can decide to take something as advice or not, but you want to have the context there. Absolutely. And, you know, this is about respect, you know, like sure. and, and respecting yeah. that, you know, your issue is your issue. And we want to make sure someone, again, lived experience. Right. As much as to it. one can't because it's like my lived experience is very right. much my lived. Ex I can't. Of course, I can't speak, speak for, for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, right. I am. Well, no I'm, one can speak for everyone, but you right. can speak right. to it more. Than and thank God. Imagine right. that. I know. Uh, anyone who thought they could would be a real problem. Right. right. I mean, there are well, people who try to. Yes, they do. say that they do. Go on TikTok uh, And it's quite something. Mm -hmm. This is for us to have a more 360 degree conversation than Jordan and I could. So, okay. I'm, I'm excited that you said you, you're okay with being our queer correspondent. I'd be honored. We want people yes. to keep writing in if you are looking for advice or perspective on your issue. Send it in, UUP at Betches.com. We have an email. Great. That we're going to go over right now. Yes. Um, we're going to read it. But uh, in the future, if you're out there and you have things that you've held back from sending in, know that we have 
the community to bring in to answer your question. <laughs> I'd be honored to fully. Be so representing a member of the community, absolutely. Love absolutely. It. So we're happy Emma's here. We're pumped. Everyone go follow Emma. Go, go, go. Thank you. Let's thank read you. the email. All right. Dear J&J, I'm a huge fan of the pod. It's the first topic of the conversation in my group chat every Sunday and Wednesday, and my friends and I cannot wait to see Jared's New York show last weekend. I had a strange dating experience recently that I can't stop thinking about, and I would love to hear your takes on it. I, 26-year-old female, went on a first date with a guy, 28, from a dating app that went much better than your average first date. We had a lot in common, and there was good chemistry. On the second date, the conversation also flowed really well, although we got into some deep topics, and I started to feel like his personality might be a bit intense for me. He mentioned that he had previously been in two four-year-long relationships, and he's a romantic type. I'm not opposed to a serious relationship, but I got the sense that he was looking for things to progress more quickly than I would prefer. That being said, I invited him back to my apartment, and we ended up having sex. Yeah. I guess it worked. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that being said in between right. every that big jump. Said, and then I did the complete opposite right. of what I would that being, after Long that story comment. short, not allowed back in a Kroger, and you're like, Whoa! <laughs> As we were laying in bed post-sex, he brought up the fact that he also sleeps with men. He said this in a casual way as if it were something I already knew, except this was not listed on his profile and he hadn't mentioned it before. I didn't want to overreact or seem judgmental, so I didn't really respond to this and change the topic. He later proceeded to refer to himself as queer several times in conversation, again, acting as if he had been saying this all along. We texted a bit the next day and then he followed me on Instagram. I saw that an old friend from college already followed him. So I texted her to ask if she knew him well and told her we had gone out. She had worked with him a few years prior and had all nice things to say, but was surprised I was asking since he had a boyfriend when they worked together. Given how well the two dates had gone, the fact that he was queer was not an automatic deal breaker for me. However, the more I thought about that night, the more I started to feel like he had deliberately hid the fact that he was queer for me until immediately after we had sex. Mm. I can understand not wanting to list yourself as queer on a dating profile out of a legitimate fear that it could turn some women off. I can also understand wanting to withhold that information until you're past the first few dates and have built trust with the person you're dating. On the other hand, this guy has clearly been out for years and seems totally comfortable with his sexual orientation. Being queer actually seems like a pretty important part of his identity, so I'm pretty surprised that he felt the need to hide it. I can't help but wonder if he wanted to share this information with me, but wanted to make sure we had sex first so that it wouldn't change my level of attraction to him. The fact that he so easily withheld this information also makes me wonder if he has been dishonest about anything else. Over the last couple of days, I've been trying to reflect on my internalized biases and think about why this really bothers me. This I'm is unbelievable. I'm sorry to interrupt, sorry. but like, it's just so interesting this is an email that could only be written in 2024. Mm. Yeah. You know, like the the way it's all turned on its head. Like, but she seems very self-aware. Self yes, really trying to see okay, where yeah. it's coming from. Totally. Yeah. But Kudos. it's just so interesting. Yeah. No, totally. It, it, and it feels it, very, it, I agree, it feels very It's very, it feels like very not toxic, I want to say, too. Like, it's like she's not reacting out of anger. It feels like. No, it, she feels the, she feels like an everyday run-of-the-mill liberal person right. with progressive thoughts that is now like, oh my God, I'm being taken advantage of, but also I don't want to say anything because right, right. I might, be, I don't want to be too judgy. It's just very interesting. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm, I'm like, no, definitely. Um, I'm on the fence about whether I want to continue seeing this guy for a number of reasons, mainly because of how he seems to want to, to rush into a serious relationship. Part of me wants to tell him that I didn't appreciate that he kept some pretty significant information about his sexuality private until right after we had sex, but I also don't want him to think that I'm ending things because he's queer, as I really think I might have felt differently if he had been upfront about his about this earlier on. 
What do you guys think? Is it important to share your sexual orientation with someone you meet from a dating app or is it my internalized homophobia showing Mm. and it's none of my business? If you were in this situation with a partner of either sex, would you be able to get past this or would you worry about what other things they might be hiding? I'm trying to be open-minded and considerate but could really use some other opinions. Looking forward to your takes. Hopelessly hetero, Betch. (laughs) Hopelessly hetero. Well, this is so interesting. So interesting. I think it's a great email. Great email. So much appreciation for the... The consideration here, too. Emma, what do you think? I think... Top of mind. So top of mind, there's a few things that went through my mind right away. It's, you know, I think that it might be with the timing of... You want to be very considerate when you're, like, introduced. I always err on the side of, you know, share anything applicable to someone about... Because it's saying, like, it might turn some women off. Well, then you know, those wouldn't be easier said than done, but those wouldn't be the women for him. So if he's just trying to sleep with as many people as possible, of course, you don't need to disclose any parts of yourself because you're just trying to, and be upfront about that. I'm trying to just have sex. But if it is like you're going on dates and it sounds like he's looking for more, then you would think he would want to line up with someone that accepts him. So I, to me, the main issue is that he brought it up right after they had sex in the sense that that is sensitive information. So if it was something he was going to bring up, he should maybe not necessarily well, have to bring it up before. I do think that that I do think that's preferable. I would want to know before, but I think that there's a better way to do it if you do bring it up after. I think bringing it up right after you've had sex, I think, is not sensitive to the situation, and I do think that that is a red flag. You said something very specific. You you think that if this guy was just out there looking for sex, that makes it more okay to not say Then it, it would make more sense. Mm. Then it would make more sense if he's just trying to, and I'm not saying that's right, but then it would make more sense that he's just trying to like say whatever he needs to say to hook up with people. Right. Not right. that that's right. You know what I mean? But like the more you disclose about yourself, the, you're doing that to create intimacy. So then you would be doing that. It seems like if he is disclosing this, it'd be because, I mean, I I would but, say even in an ideal world, if it is just for sex, he should say it too. Right, because I, right. I, I think even saying it after, like that gives you an out from having to like feel uncomfortable about ending things. Like true, kinda, there, there's a- But there's, they should get the out before, I think. Yeah. Well, there, there's a spectrum between- being an innocent mistake of, oh, I guess right. I didn't say it, to I said it after so that I put you in a position where you feel uncomfortable saying anything back to me. You never want Which someone to where, feel hoodwinked or that they didn't have all the information they would have needed to make a decision. serious decision. Because right. I also understand the, I guess what I meant when, I, when it was like, if you're if you're just trying to hook up with people, then if it seems like a more transactional thing, then you don't necessarily expect to know everything about the person. But if you go out to dinner first mm-hmm. and you have a date or it's right. a second date, mm-hmm. then you're going to assume, okay, I've got information about this person here. We're exchanging other information than just sexual. So you can assume that you have you have the information that, that it seems right. like he right. was not giving. Because to me, that would be pretty top line information. But well, I could see the safety concern too. But then why go out on a date with someone if you don't feel safe with them for him well here's my question to you is like do you think because i could see where in her head she's like battling internally she's like okay like yeah i think it's messed up that he that he revealed this to me right after sex but also is it do you think it's messed up that she's even thinking that that that's a messed up revelation i don't think so at all because if you know i mean it's like wouldn't it be nice if i mean i don't think so at all i i would i mean because imagine 
imagine all of a sudden, this is maybe a bad example, but just the second after you have sex with someone, you go, oh, I, uh, I'm obsessed with Magic the Gathering. That's what I do all every single weekend. You go, oh, we've been talking these two days and you even mentioned that. <laughs> right. You know, your brain goes on a spiral. Why yeah. don't they mention it? Right. You yeah. know, someone texts high with a period and they go, why they do the period? Like we're going to over look analyze, at, yeah. analyze things. So that right. to me would be, also I'd be wondering too, because I'd be like, Oh, why did you bring it right up after we had sex? Yes. Does it was there something that? I, of course, your mind's gonna go there well, too. Yes, and it's related to sex. And it's I related agree, to sex. Yeah, mm. I totally agree with you that like right after you have sex in bed is a very vulnerable, very. position to be in. Just like that, every you just had, you've just like let someone into your body, um, and you kind of feel like. Like, uh, I, and I think that I agree with you. Like if he told her after they had sex, but maybe like on the next date, I think totally different story. Right. Mm. With saying, Hey, there's something I want to tell you. I didn't share. It kind of goes back to what we were right. talking about earlier. The why being thoughtful about it. I didn't right. know how to navigate this and I really like you and I wanted you to like me and I didn't want it to taint you questioning if you were attracted to me that mm. I would really get. And so I just wanted to let you know that I am queer and I've been in relationships with right. men. I feel like, well, even if let's say someone said like, I mean, I, I guess it's like kind of like because I'm I'm trying to think of a comparison, right? Um, of something else someone could yeah, say. Yeah, it is tough to right? think of a that well, is. Well, I tough. like the Magic the Gathering thing, but look, I could give another but one. Even bigger. You you said that um, you like uh, straight presenting women, mm -hmm. right? If you slept with a woman who wasn't straight presenting, and, and then, then were in bed with that woman and was like, you know, you're not someone I usually sleep with. You right. know, like, I, I don't know. I would never. Because the whole thing. You would never thing, say that. It would be never. uncomfortable. I mean, first of all, it'd be Armageddon. I can't even imagine what would bring us to this situation. <laughs> it, it, like, it would just be the end of the world and right. we'd be in a house on fire. But if the line has been crossed where physical interaction has taken place, the most, I feel the most important thing is the person to feel desired, right. respected. Right. You would yeah. never say, you'd never look at them but, and go, well, this was a first appearance wise. You know what right. I mean? I wouldn't do that either. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, like, there's a thin line because she asked if my internalized homophobia, mm. like, you go, I, I think there's a thin line between type and homophobic. I you know, do like, get that understanding the internalized homophobia when it geared towards men mm. because then, because there's so many things where it's like, like, I've met a lot of, uh, I know a few queer bi women that that they themselves are queer and bi, but they wouldn't be with bi or queer men. Mm -hmm. Right, like, right. This I, is the you know yeah, what I'm well, saying. That's, so that's, that's the double that standard. Like, double stand. And I'm like, because I was like, what if it's like, what if it's like a super mass guy, and he's like, I'm bi, and you know, excuse my t very graphic French. It's like he's like super macho, and he's like, you know what? Excuse me. He goes, a hole's a hole. So I'm going to pound out whatever's in front of me. <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. boom. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, if you're afraid that he is, it's like he would be more not as masculine or like whatever that right. is. That's the fear of not wanting to be with a bi guy. But he's saying he's the most top dog there. He's yeah, like, right. I'm only a top. He's so right. Sorry, because that, that's the thing that she's, I think, that makes her think that it's internalized homophobia. It's like, um, is it, am I telling him that he disclosed something negative to me? Right. Am I saying that his having been with men is a negative thing that I should have been aware of because it's, I'm saying it's negative. Right. And she's saying like, um, I think that's where she's kind of like, am and, I, am I the crazy mm -hmm. one here? Well, and she wants to believe that if this came up before, she would have the same sexual attraction to this person right. that she did on the date, which she can't say for sure. Which is fair. And, which is fair. I yeah. don't think there's anything unfair mm -hmm. about that. You know, this is the ick though. Like there's a lot of people that give feedback to the ick and they say, and it sounds like it's a little bit hypocritical because it's like men doing 
kind of not manly things. Mm. A lot of those ick things are like a guy sitting crisscross applesauce, a guy hopping over a puddle. All of those things are like not manly, quote unquote, and it kind of outs women well, for going, going. yeah, you're not as progressive as you'd like to believe mm, you are, well, which is okay, I think is okay because it's like this is taste versus, taste versus hate, you know? Right. It's not hate. right. Well, it kind of brings us back to that conversation we've had years ago about like sexual preference versus sexual racism. It's mm. like it's sometimes it's not always like uh, so clear, right? Um, you know what is what is societally placed inside you versus like oh, yeah. what are you actually attracted? Oh to? my god, but, things with beauty standards, all yeah. of that that's so put in our heads constantly. Totally. But also, you're like you know what he did wrong mm. in my opinion is. He didn't even give her a chance yeah. to sit, sit face to face yeah. with who he really is. And they had been on dates, so it does feel like he's setting the tone of, I am disclosing to you information about me. Right. So, you know, I, I, I think she's got to be less hard on herself. Like, I, I, I feel for her, but like, to me, like, you know. Is it again, a deal breaker? I would say it's actually not a deal breaker. If you, I, I think. It, if, all, if, you were, if all else were great. I agree. Because it is a tricky thing for him to navigate. Mm -hmm. And I mean. But she has to say, I think she should say something. I think she should yeah. absolutely say, he didn't know, he, let's give him, if we give him the benefit of the doubt, it was, he didn't know how to bring it up. Maybe he's new back into being with women and he just didn't know what to say or when to say it. So that's giving him the real benefit of the mm -hmm. doubt. Mm -hmm. If he was like, I'm not gonna tell her this because then I think she wouldn't even be attracted to me. That also is like people do, I mean, God knows right. I'm not going to on a first, second or even six months in be like, hey, just, you know, I never am going to do the dishwasher right. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're going to wait like, till they're, they're locked in. To right. And, it, and then it's like the question of, OK, but what was OK to not say and what is OK to say? Well, yeah. he's not even letting her be more turned on by the idea. Like, she might what be if, into it. She might be, well, might be into the way he explains it. True. Like, let's like, say like he goes. The thing about like the dishwasher. This is why I do this. Right. Like, right. The vulnerability thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm by that was a you know that you know and that was I, I'm more about energies and mm -hmm. your energy is speaking to me like that could be a whole and I was scared you wouldn't like like she said right like, like you said in the beginning like I was scared you were that you wouldn't be interested in me if I told you that so I fair felt like I waited right right I, we've I, all got a bunch of those I guess when it's a man and a woman and this is the double standard but not like I I, I don't feel it it's an unfair one. Like, it's just the way it is. Like if a woman was with me and then turned to me and was like, my last, you know, I'm actually by my last, uh, I was my last. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, aren't woman. we all right? Right. I, well, societally, I, well, like a woman who's been with woman is there's like a, there's like a hotness to that mm -hmm. societally. And like societally, like what you, you're trained to be the more masculine, like a, one of the pillars of masculinity, um, that you see like reinforced in society is sort of a rejection of, of it's always, gayness. It, mm. <laughs> and there, I mean, there is there's like you have to prove that you're like that you totally. are like heterosexual is like a societal right. no thing. No one that's said that's so lesbian. They right. go, that's so gay. True. You know, that was the you know when they picture it too, when it gets sexualized, it's usually through the lens of what would be for a male gaze too. Cause I, mm -hmm. then I'll think it's like, you know, I, it's like if you're, you're picturing having a threesome, you're usually picturing two types of women that you would be attracted to. But what if someone's like and introducing my friend, the captain of the rugby team, <laughs> and she comes in and she's like, what's up? It's you a, know, that's a right. famous SNL sketch. Right, that's as, not, the, is it? Yeah, I would love to see, because it's- It's a funny sketch. It's like it's, Chris it's, Farley it's, comes in as the butch lesbian, like, <laughs> let's go. 
That's it, not what people it, are usually picturing. If you bring up the SNL sketch, it's like, I want to be with two women. And it's like, you know, it's it's not right. what he was imagining. You right. Know? So it's, uh, yeah. It, and this is all like, again, is that ter- internalized homophobia? Sure. Probably. Hand- like, yeah. Right? I, I don't <laughs> know. To, to but me, also we like info. Info's it's, important. It's more like the, like the, I mean, you can't deny the culture and society that you're like brought up in and whether your thoughts are, all, I mean, no one knows for sure which of their thoughts are entirely their own or, or also tainted or, or contributed to by the environment sure. that they grew up in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think even just acknowledging that is something. Yes. Cause itself. even like she's, like looking at it to be like, okay, I'm not, I do not want to come from a place of hate. I want to understand why I feel that way. I think that that, you know, the, that impetus for the quest of figuring this out shows an understanding that is really, you know, respectable, thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. What if there was, you, you sleep with a guy and then you like, you're in bed together and he's like, you're like, what are you doing tomorrow? And he's like, I go, You know, I go roller skating, among, you know, roller skating with my roller skating group. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm trying but to I'd think. I'd be like, like, you had, it, you didn't disclose that before. Right. Like, I, I, but I guess right. that's not I the same. So. I don't yeah. know if Well, it's... that's what I'm saying. It's like, because it's like, she's seeing it as a negative thing. That's why she feels like she's being homophobic. I don't even she's know like, if she's trying to. Just, well, what if he was she like. She might not what even they... see it as, ne- it almost like she doesn't say, seem like she's seeing it as negative though. She's more. Or I guess that's what she's trying to fight against. She's right. fighting against, or yeah. like of importance. What if, what if right. she says, right. or she's she's saying that it's important and therefore like something to be disclosed? I do when, think it is important, yeah. though. I actually, the more we talk about it, the more I would err. I don't think it's a deal breaker, and I do think she should give him a sense, uh, another chance, and ta- mm-hmm. and definitely talk about it. But I do think, in a perfect world, I do think that it is. I know personally, like I can say, oh, this would be the ideal situation, and I wish that it wouldn't be something. I would say I would really want to know beforehand, but I would want to know that, right? I think I would want to know as well. What if they had a family? Is that I would want to know that as well. No, but yeah. what if you slept with someone they didn't say? I don't oh, know. They I'm didn't say to stay away kids. from it being have, a negative I, yeah. thing. I think it'd be weird if someone didn't mention that they had two kids until we were, in, de- until we were in bed. Uh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, to each other. Right, right, where it's not like, a, again, it's not like a negative thing, but it's something that's like, impo- would be nice for me to know before I did something that right. I consider vulnerable with you. Right. Or if they also even said, I feel like that even someone then saying, I you know, I have two kids would almost be more comfortable because it's not necessarily high. Like if they were like, I have two kids and I always am just with women that have kids or something. I mean, that sounds a little weird, but you know what I mean? Like where it's Mm. something where you're like right away in your head, like, Oh, this is throwing a loop in of something. Well, I have two kids and I live in the suburbs and they were in New York city for the night. You're having a great date. Right. I don't know how that doesn't come up where you live. I but do think the timing of that would, then would be a little odd if it was like right after. You Even go, in the oh, time. I got to get back to Springfield, right. New Jersey. What if, uh, right. what if what if you slept with someone and they were like, Jared, actually, I um, I live in Hoboken. Hey! Hey! Uh, you just be gay or something. They don't tell you until you're in your vulnerable oh, post-sex yeah, position. I'm like, but... ooh. Oh, you, you but took advantage your, of me. But why right. should it matter? Right, right. <laughs> but then you're on two dates and a bunch of info. Because it's yeah. like, wait a minute. We talked about with what we went and talked about right. watching Saltburn for two hours. You didn't right. think that this was more important <laughs> than talking about Saltburn? Right. You know what I mean? Did we even, did I even get, to, I under, did I even get to know you? Right. Did I get to know the real version of you? I, I Again, like, a, this is a big part of their lives. I think it's really important. Want. And I, I would really err on, I would be much more comfortable I think I think it's an important thing to 
to say in an ideal world, we'd say it first. And also in an ideal world, it'd be like, and you know what? And if someone's not okay with that, then they're not the person for you. And that's God, that's good, good for all parties involved. You get to save some time. Yeah. Right? You're also going to learn, you know, how the, they have this conversation. This sure. is again, why I love real learning moment going on Emma's podcast is like, we're talking this out. This is, it's okay right. to ask Loved questions. Yeah. Get his thoughts. Well, this guy, if you go to him and you're like, hey, I felt a little bit like uneasy about finding out about your sexuality after we had sex. If he's right. like, whoa, there's your homophobia showing. You're like, you're not really dealing with someone who wants to converse right. with you. Right, you well, know, that's You're like learning that. everything about how they handle things. Right, well, that would be the same as like, I felt weird you didn't tell me you had kids until after it. Well, whoa, anti-kid. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's wonder, very interesting. You know, I remember that from Love is Blind. Actually, I feel like this exact scenario almost came up on season one of Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? I'm not, I'm it's trying to remember. Very, it's a long time ago. Do you remember? Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. And someone was by and didn't didn't say it. So yeah, like well, the guy the guy was by, he didn't say it. And then when she found out, she was like, um, she she asked him about it, and he like freaked out that she like hinted that she was that he was that she was upset that he didn't disclose this. it. Yeah, I mean, what was it? After the engagement. After, I mean, after the engagement, like, yeah, the, the love is blind engagement, but yes, the engagement. I think right. it's really important information. I think it's yeah. real because this is a huge, it is a huge thing. It really is a big, I mean, I guess that's me from, for me, it is a big thing. So I'm, maybe I'm projecting that to other people will be a big thing, but I think it's, I think it's a really big, it's a big, if nothing else, it's a big lived experience. Right. And, and Huge. It, again, is there a world where someone could say it's not a big thing and you would think that would be valid? It's almost like if someone, if you were like, if someone comes out to you, if so, you know, if all of a sudden right now someone just walked by the room and went, gay, we'd all go good for you or whatever we'd say. No, we go, oh, no big deal. But the difference would be after some dates and then you've had sex and then they say it. I'd be like, hey, hey, why are you telling me right now? Also, right. I, I'm so curious how it came up. Like, how did he jump to that i mean he right. it sounds like he was right. saying was it, the transition like you already knew when he was like did you go to were you in the gay pride this year he's like i always do a float for like me and my gay and bi friends right. or whatever and you're like oh oh i i mean it the way they describe it is just it seems like it went from zero to six yeah like i i would have a lot of questions about it i'd have a lot of questions but i wouldn't put it i really wouldn't put it as a deal breaker breaker due to the sensitive nature of it i mean the thing that i agree i think it'd be all about how he responded absolutely mm. I, I just I, I keep thinking of the you know the as a straight guy if i'm with a woman and you find out that she's dated right women for years i wouldn't feel as like Tricked, surprised, right, or uh, hypothetically tricked, right, as, as I feel for this woman, mm. yeah. and I don't know what that says about me. I think but that's I, the double standard of society. I just think yeah. that it's like sort of it's more it's more socially acceptable, right? I think it, it, uh, unfairly, but yeah. it's that's the reality. I guess I'm trying to think too. Like this is like a whole other thing, but like say if I was with someone and they were to say, "Hey, I want to disclose to you that I." used to be like I was I'm male to female I guess I w I personally would be comfortable if they didn't hadn't if it was one or two days I mean I I always want all the info but like I would be you know that's a big one where it's kind of like that because it's like okay safety and then someone's scared and they don't want to say Emma I have a question for yeah you. um I would assume and this is my assumption in in the lesbian community mm -hmm. you're you could find out after the fact that you are someone's first woman. 
I would definitely. I, I would. That, that'd be yeah. so important to know. I would really. Yeah. So would this? I mean, that's got to be, be something the, you'd you know. be upset about not knowing until after you slept with someone. I wouldn't be upset. I'm also. I'm like. I think maybe if I was younger, I would have been. I wouldn't be upset now, but I would feel sad for them. Like I would be like, I'm so sorry that you didn't feel comfortable. I would hope right. that before someone and I were having sex, that we would have like covered that. I also. I'm very much into like. I love like sexting and having lots of sexual conversations before we even get there. Mm-hmm. Is there. So I feel like I would really, if I hadn't made a safe space for someone to say that, I would, I would really be like, I dropped the ball. Is, right. Is there a fear though that you're somewhat, you know, well, and again, yeah, what if the, someone told you they were a virgin right after you slept with them? I would be a little, yeah, I, I, feel, I, would, sad. I would feel sad. I'd be like, oh, I wish I had. Yeah, in, but that would also be the kind of thing information. where it'd be like it would be help. It would be good for you to know that. Absolutely. I would have said I would have gotten us a little uncomfortable. Hotel. Also, I wouldn't that. have maybe gone that far with them. You know, right. I, I'd have to. There would be a different. Again, I as this woman's doing right now. Would I have made a different decision yes. having all that information? Right. But I would say you know because we're more accepting of women. You know, going from women to guy or you know, right. kind of floating. I guess. Is there a fear that you're with a woman that like sees this as a phase? As sees this as I never have that concern. Never. She's no. Like, have you seen it? <laughs> right. No, and I don't mean it like that at all. But when that they come isn't to something. Island, they stay it's, for the whole time. It's yeah. begrudgingly. But with me that... and the fucked up dish, fuck badly loaded dishwasher, <laughs> get me out of here. But I, I. Do you know feel, what I'm talking about? I know, the, the... of course, and okay. I know sometimes people are like, "Oh, that's why I wouldn't want to be with." I've heard people say that that's why they wouldn't want to be with like a by person or I've heard that that is a fear. I I think out of like protection of myself, I suss out a situation a lot too. So it's like, mm-hmm. to me, the most attractive thing is desire. So I've never been someone where it's like, I, I never even, I think of like, I always have had so many straight female friends too. And I literally think of it like we speak a different sexual language. So there's no attraction there because to me attraction is about desire so you want your body and what you're coming in with to be part of the desire so i feel like i personally would have that sussed out that you know of course like someone could be not into me for a bill more reasons than i can even think that someone would except i'm not worried about it would be the same thing where it's like we're all an experience to somebody i mean structurally in society like since it's not the most dominant sexual, it's that it's not the majority sexually. Then it's like mm. I can see there's the added tinge of oh, I would feel worse if then that person did leave me, you know, for someone who was cisgendered male. Then I'd be like oh, I. But I haven't. That isn't something that I feel insecure about now. But may, right. I wonder if you'd ask me, you know, maybe if like my in, in college, if my girlfriend left me for a, a cis guy. I would have, it would have depended what I was doing on in the back end. If I had heard, if I was with someone else, right. but I'd feel that I'll feel that way. Like I remember actually thinking of my girlfriend in college after she was with me, ugh, she was with this much bigger butcher woman. And I did feel very insecure. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. It really yeah. bothered me. It was like, oh, I felt so insecure about it for so many reasons too, because I remember, and I was like, in a way I felt, um, she was a person of color. And I remember I really, I was like, oh, there was this queer woman of color group on the school she was at. And I was, we were talking and I was just like, I don't know if there's certain things where maybe I won't be able to understand that or support you. And so I was like, would you ever consider being in this? Cause I had a friend in it. And then she got a crush on the leader of it. Oh, wow. You let her. Right and I there. was like, I understand that. You know, I get that. Right. But then also I was like, but what about me? <laughs> and then they ended up 
being together. And this wow. person was awesome. Bigger. <laughs> uh, I, I always have schmutz in my shirt. Like, no schmutz. I felt very, but I, I remember. Schmutzless. Sh- right. Well, that's the thing. You always take it so personal. Yeah. Usually, like, when, you know, you, you compare yourself directly to the next person. Right. So dates, I would be insecure, depending right. on the guy. But it's so rarely about you know, the well, last person. You right. almost want yeah. them to be so different. If it's a guy, you're like, wow, that was, that's their preference. That was a totally different thing. When it's someone I would feel that way if they were the super feminine woman. I'd be like, whoa, jump ship over right. there. This was, right, this was. Right, went to a whole different, and I'd say, oh yeah. Because I was with someone that did go to very feminine women and we're still really? friends on Instagram. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. This is maybe toxic. I feel a little embarrassed about it. Really? But, but it's Why? only because, it's only because she over the years has gotten more masculine. Okay. So now I go, whoa, I don't want people thinking I was with someone who oh, was about you. <laughs> okay, so it's yeah. not what it says about you. I mean, Good like, for yeah. her. Right. Listen, yeah. we're all a little bit homophobic, I guess. This is what it is. It's, I think so much of it comes down to wanting to be seen in the way that you want to be seen well, with how you are sexually to see things pairing totally. up. I mean, you know what I mean? That's dating is like 80% ego, right? right? It's like, what does the person I'm dating say about me? And like, yes, what does the next yes, person that's that they're what it dating is. say about me? It's, and then so much yeah. of the trouble is then it's like politically, we're trying to deal through this whole web of actual homophobia, of actual sexism, of all of these right. things. It's a lot right. to unpack. It is a lot to unpack. That's why we're gonna have to have you back right. anytime. <laughs> we can, More we emails. Can, we can't unpack it all here, yeah. No. Yeah, we'll have Everyone go follow Emma. Everyone go listen to Ask Men Anything. We'll bring Emma back to do an actual yeah, we'll do Ask it. Men Anything yes. segment. Yes. We'll the keep full. this going. And send in your emails, UUP at Betches.com if you want a more 360 degree look at your issue. If you're on the LGBTQ that is, plus say the spectrum. IA, <laughs> you're on the spectrum. No, the, the if you're yeah. if if you're in one of those groups, however you identify, we want Please. we yes. want you to be heard. We want to go over yes. your your situations. So. And I'd be so curious what people think of um, the question that we unpack too, because you know this is definitely one where it's like it's a pro- this is a conversation. Yeah. yeah, YouTube. Listen, we have a whole community there. We love the go, commenters. Go discuss it. We're gonna put it on Instagram. Yes, and I, I love the sensitivity that she showed towards a question. I think is something we should all aspire to and I'll aspire for myself to you know be like how can I be as open and sensitive to this as I can oh this was a look in the mirror Mm. totally Emma thank you so much that's our episode what a great birthday episode what a great great day we'll be back on Sunday with the Sunday special bye thank you the You Up podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico, Sean Kilby, and Candice Maniga. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico and Shannon Sassone. Social media by Candice Maniga. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at u.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.